Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Allie is a mom of two and a former elementary school teacher and instructional coach. When her kids were born in 2018 and 2021, Allie knew she was ready to make some big life changes, but she couldn't pinpoint exactly what she wanted to do. After a great deal of soul searching, she kept coming back to the transformational experience she had when working with a sleep consultant when her daughter was 20 months old. She realized that becoming a sleep consultant and helping families find the relief that comes with sleeping again was exactly the move she wanted to make. Allie enrolled in the Center for Pediatric Sleep Management in February of 2023 while still teaching and launched her business, Snuggles and Slumber Sleep Consulting, in April. She is now home with her kids, supporting families with sleep, focusing on building her business, and she's happier than ever. Allie, welcome to the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. Hi, Jane. Thanks so much for having me. So before we get started, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Uh, What were you doing before you decided to become a certified sleep consultant? And why did you decide to get into the field? Yeah, so I was a teacher and an instructional coach for about 20 years before kind of jumping into this role. And I started out teaching first grade, which was 100% in my element. It was exactly what I wanted to be since I was like five years old. Um, And as I grew into that, I thought, okay, I'm ready for my next thing. And I went back to school to get my master's to be a reading and writing specialist. And through that process, um, I thought I was going to be working with kids in like my own little office and helping them read and then be on my way again, like totally in my comfort zone. But as I finished my program, um, I had the opportunity to interview for a job that was more of like a instructional coaching role. And that was not at all in my comfort zone. Um, I I really knew nothing about it, but I knew that I would be supporting teachers as they supported their students with reading and writing. And so I thought, you know what? I really don't know what I'm getting into, but it sounds really cool. So I'm going to do it. And that's kind of been me my whole life. Um, This sounds scary. Let me try it. So (laughs) when I... um, Before I started the position, usually as a teacher, you spend the whole summer kind of preparing your classroom and getting everything ready and figuring out how you want things to go. And there wasn't any of that to do. So I met with the director of literacy, um, who became a really good mentor and friend to me over these years. And I asked her, you know, what do I do? (laughs) What's this job? How do I prepare? And she said, you know, the best thing you can do is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that has stuck with me for all these years. And she was so right. Um, She said, you're going to get thrown into all these things that you really don't want to do, that make you feel a little weird, that you're going to have to try out and fumble a little bit and fumble publicly a little bit. And that's just all part of the process. And she was so right. (laughs) Um, Those first two years in that job were probably the most uncomfortable in my life. I was, you know, I was very introverted, 
but I was suddenly leading trainings for large groups of teachers. And I was um, facilitating our reading intervention program, which was a whole bunch of things out of my comfort zone. And I was having really hard conversations um, with teachers who needed support in different ways or who were struggling with different things. And so I had to develop a whole bunch of new skill sets. And in the beginning, I definitely was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I have no idea what I'm doing. I, they shouldn't have hired me. They made a mistake. Um, I think I think I should quit. Of course, I didn't. <laughs> I stuck with it. And I had some really great mentors and some really great teammates. And I grew into the position. And I can say that, you know, I was there for 12 years. And I am 100% a different person than I was the day I walked into that job. So uncomfortable, being uncomfortable just made such a difference in my life. And what was it that finally had you transition from that role into sleep consulting? Yeah, so really, it was wanting to be home with my kids. Um, when they were born, I just, I always knew I wanted to be home with them. And it wasn't really in the cards for us in the beginning. And I needed something um, that I could be passionate about and do for myself. And also that would allow me to be present with my kids and put my daughter on the bus, um, have those silly moments with my son and, you know, just do all the things that I really wanted to do. And I had an hour long commute and, you know, I was always thinking about my job, even when I was home and I just didn't feel like I was showing up um, as the mom I wanted to be or as the teacher I wanted to be. So I said, you know what, I need to kind of blow things up a little bit, find something else I'm really passionate about. Um, and it took me a while to kind of figure out what that was because I didn't, I mean, I really was like, maybe I'll work at Target, maybe I'll take in some kids in my house and babysit and none of those things made me feel excited. That just felt like work, right? And um, I started thinking about things that did make me feel excited and passionate. And I've always wanted, I've always wanted to be in the helping fields. Any career I ever thought about was in the helping field. And I thought back to when we worked with a sleep consultant for my daughter, because she was a really, really bad sleeper until she was, I think, 20 months. And then we finally, I didn't even know sleep consultants existed at that time. And a friend was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, she said, you're waking up every two and a half hours. She's 20 months. This isn't supposed to happen anymore. Um, here's this lady's phone number. Please call her. And I did. And she totally changed our lives. It was just um you know, I went from feeling stressed all the time and just exhausted and dysregulated to just kind of having everything, all the pieces back together and feeling like myself again. So I've told that story to people countless times um, before I got into this. And now I tell it like every day. But that was really a big thing in my life, working with a sleep consultant. And so I said, you know what? I think that's that's my next thing. That's something I can do because I'm helping people, I'm kind of giving them this experience I had, and I can have a really nice work-life balance. I love that. How has your background as a teacher contributed to your skills as a sleep consultant? I think, you know, there's so many ways. Um, through coaching teachers, I think that was a big piece because this job as a sleep consultant is really coaching families, right? Um, so really learning to listen and tune into whoever you're working with, right? And thinking about, you know, what are their goals? Because I know 
in this job as a sleep consultant, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this baby sleeping through the night, you know, and this and this and this, but that's not always what the client wants or the client needs, right? So really listening and tuning into them and, you know, do they want to have a night feeding because they love that connection still, or because they feel that their baby really needs those calories in the night? Um, do they want to fall asleep next to their baby or do they want to put the baby down and be off to do other things? So really taking their preferences and finding ways that that work for them. And that's something that I was doing as a teacher too, right? What are your goals? How can I help you um, meet your goals? So that was a biggie. Um, and I think knowing how to move people forward too, because everybody is different, right? So there's going to be clients where you say, here's what you do. And they're like, yes, tell me what to do. And I do it. Um, and then you have clients who are a little more hesitant, who need a little bit more, you know, how can you show me exactly how this is going to work? Or um, can you dial it back a little bit? That feels a little bit too intense. I want to take it a little bit more slowly. So really just trying to figure out what moves people and how are they going to get the results in a way that works for them? Yeah, so I think I, th I think that those are spot on. And when you were talking about um, like ways to move people, like that really hit home for me because I was on a discovery call actually right before this podcast and this mom, she needs help moving. Like that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's not that she doesn't know what to do. She just needs help moving along you know, and, and I think that that is really sort of like the secret sauce of what we do as sleep consultants is that we empower parents to sort of take control of their circumstances and to make either small or big changes to what sleep looks like in their home and work with way work with them in ways that feel comfortable for them, but still like move the train along, right? Because as uh, somebody inside of our CPSM community always says, if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? Yep, absolutely. And I think, you know, being the coach too, you see things from the outside that you don't actually see when you're in it. So it's just like having a sports coach too, right? Um, so you can see things when you're not in the game that you would never see in the game. And then sometimes parents say, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know, you know, I didn't know I was reinforcing those morning wake ups or I didn't even realize that I was, you know, contributing to the anxiety or, you know, some of those little things that make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. So today's podcast is all about embracing discomfort, which you touched on already. I'm wondering if you can share a moment or experience where you felt uncomfortable in your transition into sleep consulting. And I'm wondering, how did you navigate that discomfort? And did you learn anything from the experience? Yeah, I think for me, um, so I would have been so happy if I just made my little website and people came running that <laughs> was kind of, I knew that wouldn't actually happen. Um, <clears throat> but putting myself out there was a big thing for me. I am a pretty introverted person. I like to kind of fly under the radar. And as you've talked about a lot, you know, in our work together, that you really do have to get yourself out and let people know you and talk about, you know, what you're doing. And for whatever reason, that was really uncomfortable for me in the beginning. Um, and I really don't even know why. So that was the biggest barrier for me was being ready to say, you know, hey, world, I'm so excited about what I'm doing. And when I finally did, I finally made a post on my Facebook page um, and this was after a few friends had said, hey, can I post? Can I post? Can I post? And I was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. 
it makes no sense now. Um, but when I finally did put that out there, everybody around me was just so like, this is incredible. You're going to be great at this. Can I share your page? Can I, how can I help you? How can I support you? And that was amazing. Um, and then doing things like going into mom's groups on Facebook and kind of like, hey, I'm a sleep consultant. Here's some things you can try. Again, super uncomfortable for me. So just just making myself do it. So saying like, I really don't want to do this, but I really want to have a sleep consulting business more, right? So I can either not or I can. Um, and trying to get into that mindset of, you know, what's what's the worst that's going to happen? So somebody's like, oh, she's doing that or somebody, you know, somebody, I don't know. There's really no bad that can come from it. Yeah. And I think probably what you realized is that actually, once you did the hard thing once, it wasn't that hard anymore, right? Like it's hard the first time. And then the second time, it's like exponentially easier, right? Absolutely. And, you know, reflection was a big part of that, too, because I would look back on what did I say that first time I went into the mom's group? It was super awkward, right? Like, no, that's not how I wanted to word it. Um, or at first, I was, you know, going in with, hi, you know, I'm a sleep consultant, here's my business page, like, and, and that didn't feel right. And it didn't go super well. And I finally landed on much more of a strategy like you've talked about. We're just, you know, offering advice and making sure my Facebook profile has, you know, that I'm a sleep consultant on there and just trying to be genuinely helpful. And the help spreads and the word kind of spreads. And that's where I settled on feeling really comfortable. So fumbling a little bit and being okay with this is a fumble. Um, and I think the hard part was it's a little bit of a public fumble because it's on social media. But but knowing, you know, the only person who probably is sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that is me. So <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I don't know about for you, but for me, it never really stops. Like the way you said that, you know, putting yourself out there felt really scary at first and now it feels less scary like now there are probably other things in your business that feel scary that you have to tackle also, right? Like, you know, if I think back to the beginning of my business, there were things that I was really scared about in the beginning. Uh, putting myself out there was never really one of them that I was comfortable with. But like, I remember thinking like the tech side of things was really overwhelming. You know, the idea of having like an email marketing platform or let's even go back further to like, I didn't used to have a computer for my business. So I literally used an iPad and I wasn't creating sleep plans as like a beautiful document. I was literally just sending an email. And then the title of the email was like, you know, sleep plan, Joey, three years old. And then the body of the email was the sleep plan. And I was so sort of like insecure about the way that I was sending them. But I also felt really overwhelmed with changing it. Right. And, and then one day I decided, you know what, I'm going to like get myself a computer. I have a real business. Like I need to operate like a real business owner. I got myself a computer. I wrote that first sleep plan in a word document. I put a pretty header at the top. It looked all professional. I attached it. I saved it as a PDF and like attached it in a way that felt so professional. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this took me two and a half years to do this. And now it's no big deal. Right. And then a year later, it's something entirely different that feels scary and overwhelming, but I'll tackle that too, right? Do you experience that in your business? Like new things are scary. It, it kind of never stops. Yeah. And I think we're constantly evolving. And I think that some of 
the fun, right? Is looking back and, oh, a couple months ago, I would have done this, but now I just did this and it feels really great. And I'm um, just always thinking about, you know, what, what are those next steps? Um, and something that's really helped me too is a mindset shift of like saying and instead of but. Um, you know, so it started out when you talk about those things that kind of aren't super comfortable, like with Instagram for me is super uncomfortable and I'm just diving into that. And initially it was like, I'm not comfortable with Instagram. I'm not doing it, right? Like, <laughs> I can't do it. And then kind of had this shift where it was like, I'm not comfortable with Instagram and I really want to do it. So I'm going to put a date on my calendar where I'm going to learn more. So like, let me placehold that. Let me not like... And I'm not going to, you know, brush it off into the distance anymore. I'm going to make a spot for that. But really catching myself, because I think that word and really creates opportunities, whereas that word but kind of creates barriers, right? Yeah, that's that's really spot on. Um, I have a therapist that I collaborate with often who loves to use the word and, and, and she always reminds me of the power of that word. And it's so true. And we can use that with our clients, right? Like sleep training is overwhelming and you can get through it with the proper support. Right. And, and I think it's the same with entrepreneurship, you know, growing a small business is overwhelming and, we can take it step by step and and do one thing at a time and and get to our goals. I really I really love that. Uh, there's a quote that I don't know who says this. I, I read it all the time. It's something along the lines of "Nothing great ever happens in your comfort zone." Would you agree with that? Now that you've sort of stepped out of your own comfort zone, um, you're becoming more comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So the best thing about that quote is when I took the job I was just talking about, I found a magnet that had it on it and it was on my fridge for years. And then we moved and I forgot I even had it. And no joke, maybe a month ago, I was cleaning out what is now my office and I found that magnet again. And I said, this is meant to be that this just came out, right? Because it does, it happens. Everything happens when we're out of our comfort zone. Um, you know, if we never stepped out of it, we'd be doing the same old thing that we always do. And I just don't feel like that gives us any passion or gives us any purpose. And um, those are two things that we all need, right? Yeah, yeah. I personally thrive on trying new things. And I'm comfortable with mini failures, if you want to call them that, like fumbling the way that you described how you maybe showed up in a Facebook group in the beginning versus how you're showing up in a Facebook group now. Or one thing that I think about is how I used to show up on my discovery calls versus how I show up on my discovery calls now. And I think to some degree, some of it is just confidence, right? And some of some of confidence just takes time, right? Like, of course, you're not going to have the confidence in yourself at the same level as as you will three years from now, right? Like when you have more experience and you have more fumbles and you get over them and you get back up and you try again, I think that that's where, where your confidence builds. Yeah, you made me think of um, right after I was certified, I was at the library with my kids and there were a couple of moms who were talking about sleep and how their kids didn't sleep. And I was sitting kind of to the side going, do I chime in? Do I not? Do I chime in? Do I not? You know, for a long, long time. And then someone finally said, you know, oh, Allie, didn't you just get certified as a sleep consultant? And I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in. Um, <laughs> and it was so new. It was so new that I 
really fumbled with what to say, right? And that was another one of those, I'm super uncomfortable right now. I kind of want to just go hide in the corner because <laughs> this is all so new to me, but I'm going to do it. And I did. I was able to talk with the mom and I definitely didn't say anything that I would have said now. I kind of fumbled my way through it. And I'm pretty sure I texted her after and was like, I was really nervous. Here's what I would have said to you if I had been thinking <laughs> more clearly. Um and I think to now where people all the time will ask questions and I now have the skills and the automaticity with it to be like, oh yeah, this is what I think. So even just having patience with yourself and thinking as a new sleep consultant, am I ever going to be able to do this without, you know, thumbing through my books or rewatching parts of the course or, um, and you do, you know, it, it does come. So just giving yourself some grace and some patience and relying on other members of the community. And I think that's what's so great about what you've built is there is this awesome community, you know, where we're constantly asking each other questions. And I found a few people that I can text now or message with privately and that have become my people. And I think you need people no matter what you're doing in life, right? But just people to kind of walk through with and um, support each other. So that's something I definitely recommend that everybody does too. Love that. Because this podcast is all about business building and entrepreneurship, I have to ask you, do you have goals for the upcoming year and beyond? I do. So, <laughs> I do. Um, I really would like to grow my business to having four new clients a week is, is kind of my ultimate goal. Um, there was a time when I was like, if I get one a week, I'll be happy. And all of a sudden, things seem to be really happening for me. And it's um, seeds that I had planted kind of a while ago are, are starting to come back. So I'd really been talking with people and now people are starting to come back and say, hey, I think I'm ready now. And that's super excited. So this is exciting. So that's my ultimate goal is, is really to have like four clients a week. Um, I'd ultimately like to way down the road, expand and kind of have someone working alongside me. I think that would be exciting. And I've even thought about because the coaching adults piece is something that I'm so into and something I've done a lot of training um, with, I even think about, you know, down the road, supporting other sleep consultants with that coaching piece. So how do I deal with difficult parents or, you know, parents who don't want to move or parents who are Googling and second guessing um, because it happens, right? Um, so is there a way to support with that coaching adults piece too? So lots, love of things. That. lots of things. I love that. I love that you have big goals and I 100% believe that you're going to get there. Uh, I've loved watching you evolve over the past couple of, even couple of months. I feel like you've really sort of come out of your shell and gained your confidence, gotten your sea legs, if you will. And um, I think the next six months to a year are going to be like really amazing for you down the road. So I'm super excited to see you rock and roll. Uh, before we wrap up, do you want to share anything, your website, social media, whatever you'd like to share? Yeah, sure. Um, so since I talked about being terrified of Instagram, I will share that I am now finally on Instagram um, at snuggles.and.slumber.sleep. And I'm also on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook page, Snuggles and Slumber Sleep Consulting, and a Facebook community that families can join, which is the same name, but with community. So check me out on any of those places. And I'm always looking for people to connect and collaborate with. So um, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you, Ali. This was fabulous. Right, thanks so much, Jane. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.